For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome Welcome to Believe in the Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh, alongside former Dallas Cowboy wide receiver Jesse Holly, Mr. Fourth and Long. I am in Oxnard, California. Jesse Holly is, I do believe, in Columbia teaching people football. Uh, what are you doing in Columbia exactly? I am. Um, I, I put on my own sports clinic in Cartagena, Colombia. So I'm teaching the people, the good people uh, of Colombia, about American football. We're also doing track and field. We're also doing volleyball. So this is the start of something that I, I hope and believe will grow into something uh, much larger. I want to bring boxing. I want to bring basketball and baseball and all those good things. But I want to start with the sport that I love the most, football, and see if we can make this thing stick. Oh, that is that is kick-ass. Well, I am live in Oxnard, California. Technically, I'm in Ventura, California, right next to Oxnard for Cowboys training camp, where we'll have a Mike McCarthy press conference here in about an hour and a half, and then we'll have another practice. And we'll talk about all the things that are going down. I want to thank our peoples at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use their promo code, our promo code, BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I also need people who are watching this live to tell me, is the connection good? Because yesterday I tried to do a show with Dave Hellman from here in the hotel room, and we were having, it was watchable and it was listenable. But we were having a bunch of cutting out, and I think it was because of the hotel Wi-Fi. And I'm currently powering this show with my phone, so I just need to see. Uh, this is how, this is people to understand. This is how much we love what we do. This is how much we love you and want to bring you the, the the content. Jeff has bed hair. I have bed face. But we are here, faithfully, on two different coasts in two different countries, bringing you. The, the latest and greatest of cowboy news. We about this life. Y'all understand, we about this life, man. We, we are really about this life. Our Wi-Fi may not be as great. I'm like in a, a country who may not have the greatest of Wi-Fis. He's in a hotel in the States where I don't know why they don't have great Wi-Fi in the States. But this is what we do, man. We are bringing it to you live with sleepy hair and sleepy face. But we rocking and rolling, man, and I'm excited. So the thing about the hair, uh, the thing about the hair is I decided when I looked in the mirror that even though it is bed hair, I thought it kind of looked good. And I was like, I'm going to rock this. I'm going to rock the tall hair today. 
Um, so we've already got a couple of people in the super chat. Kilgore, Micah Parsons, he said, is not only a stud on the field, he's a goat off of it. Just learned he's going to be giving school bags away before school, and he's going to be pumping people's gas. I love this guy more and more every day. Uh, Reggie Hart in the super chat, just in the super chat. Appreciate you, Reggie. And, and Alex, it's PSA. If you or your wife or your baby mother or whoever else, this is coming from Jay Holly. If you guys have been in the clubs all year, have been buying Balenciaga all summer, have been taking lavagant trips, um, extravagant and, and, and lavish trips all across the country this summer, don't come get these free book bags. Don't come get Michael Parsons' free book bags. You leave that stuff to the people who actually need these free book bags. I know a lot of you, especially from the ones from my community. I know you guys. I know you guys. You spend your money all year on popping bottles in the club, and you're buying fancy jewelry and fancy clothes and waiting around for these athletes to have these free giveaways. Don't bring – no, no, I was about to say a cuss word. Don't bring y'all tail down there. Don't bring y'all tail down there getting these free book bags. You got enough money now. It ain't it ain't it ain't nothing it ain't nothing for you to go to Walmart and get your own kid a book bag. All right, little Johnny and little Tamika and little June June and them, they've been at their grandmother's house all summer. Go pick them up. Take them to Walmart, Target, get their own damn book bag. Don't be down here at these athletes. Free giveaway book bag places for people who actually need them. All right, I'm sorry. Jesse, people like free stuff, man. I know. People like free stuff. Just because I made bad decisions prior doesn't mean I don't need my free stuff, okay? Damn it. Uh, which young wideout do the Cowboys have that has the type of heart and grit of a Jesse Holly type from Alex? There is no way to measure heart and grit when they don't even have pads on yet. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> their wide receiver group is so interesting because they brought in Kevontae Turpin, who is so freaking tiny. He does not look like he like, – I don't know. When all the receivers are standing together, he just – he's way down here. And he's like that big around. It's like uh, he's tiny. He's a little tiny guy. Uh, and then TJ Vasher is like six foot six. Dude out of Texas Tech is a giant. He made a nice catch yesterday that he made because he's six foot six and long as hell. And then James Washington's built like a running back. Uh, like they all, it's such a weird looking wide receiver group. But TJ Vasher did something nice yesterday. I thought Jalen Tolbert was nice yesterday. Uh, Who's the guy wearing number three, Dave? Houston? Something Houston. Daniel Houston made a couple of nice plays yesterday. He ain't going to make the team. But if you want to know everything that happened at camp, there you go. There's you some wide receiver names. And let me be, uh, let me be perfectly honest with you all, okay? Like, I get the whole, you know, heart and grit and all that kind of good stuff. That don't last in the NFL, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you that right now, all right? You can have all the heart and grit you want. You don't make the team. No skills. If you ain't got no skills or you don't have skills good enough to last, that heart and grit goes right out the window real quickly. So I appreciate those that thought I had heart and grit, but that only lasts for so long. You can only heart and grit your way for so long, and it'll get you a couple checks. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to be able to bring something more than just a little bit of heart and grit to this thing. You're going to have to have some skills, some playmaking ability. Speed always helps. Uh, <laughs> being able to work your way in space. I mean, trust me, heart and grit, cool. You ain't got no skills. That's going to be out the NFL door real quick. Well, to that point, Jesse, they uh, brought in Kevontae Turpin because he runs a 4-3 and can return kicks and punts and run real fast. And they released Nick Ralston, who's a really nice fullback, and I'm sure he's a sweet, sweet man, and he was trying his very best at playing fullback. And they're like, right, but this dude 
can run real fast and maybe help our football team. So you're exactly. going to have to try real hard with your real estate business. And uh, but thank you. Thank you for stopping by. So get your questions in. If you have any about Cowboys training camp, it's so early in it. They don't have pads on yet. So it's really hard to have too many takeaways like Jesse. I always kept in mind because I'm watching and like Dante Fowler wins around the corner for what would have been a sack. Sam Williams whips a dude inside and gets held and would have drawn a penalty. And it's like, all right, but I'm going to remember the Jesse Holly credo. Don't be going too nuts about this offensive and defensive line play until they slap the pads on. So I'm just I'm watching the offensive and defensive line. And it's cool to be able to see which guys kind of have some juice and how they move. But the idea of like, is he blocking well or is he beating blockers well is like, you know, I ain't going to put too much stock into it yet. Although I will tell you, both your left guards looked bad yesterday. And I'll, I'll say this. And you've, you and uh, Dave, what up, Dave? Dave's in the background. What's up, baby? Hey, What's going on, brother? Can we see Dave? Uh, we can see his arm. What's up, baby? Um, Dave coming back there. <laughs> uh, oh, shout out to my boy, Kevin Gray Sports. My First of all, I don't have braids, Kevin. I have locks. And my locks are actually real. That's why they look better than Jimmy Butler's. But we won't mm. get into that. Mm. Um, but, yes, you've been around a guy like Tyron Smith, Jeff. And I think people don't understand. Tyron Smith, for an elbow, I don't know what you want to call that, brace? He wears a knee brace for, as an elbow brace. It's an, a Schumann leg brace. So understanding <laughs> how big of a man Tyron Smith is, and when he gets his hands on you, it's a little bit different when he has a padded area to hit and he can really, really, really rough you up. Oh, and that goes for other guys as well. I will say this. No more in camp, honestly. No more in camp do I want to hear any reports about Michael Parsons. I don't. I don't want to hear any reports about Michael Parsons. We get what, it. Wait, 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 wait. What if it's this report? It's fun watching Micah Parsons when they're doing uh, like linebacker work over here, and then he just turns and sprints to the other side of the field to go hang out with the defensive ends to go do that it's and that. It's fun to watch him. drink water. Let's be honest. <laughs> he drinks water with grace. He drinks water with excellence. One thing I do notice about Michael Parsons, and, 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 and this happens with a lot of the elite talented players, Michael Parsons hates the pre-individual work. You can tell in his body language. When he's over there with, with 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 the linebacker coach and they're hitting the pad and moving it, he absolutely despises it. Wait, 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 wait! I have to stop you. I have to stop you because did you see any video of him doing that yesterday? Or are you just saying that you know who no, he is? I watched it yesterday. Okay, because yesterday, yes, he's standing there and he's like, "I know we have to hit the pad." And he did it the first time and he didn't really rock the pad and he had right. to do it again and he's like, ah, "Fine." And Jabril Cox, who's trying to like compete for snaps, is out here destroying this thing. And Mike is like, I know we have to do this crap before we go play football. And 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 for guys like me, like coaching, and this is how the this is how pro sports pro sports works. Most of the coaches, and I don't care what position you coach, it's very hard at times and difficult to yell at a Michael Parsons. It just is. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. Michael Parsons isn't the guy that gets screamed at. What coaches do is they scream at the Jesse Hollies of the world in hopes that it's coaching through me saying to Michael Parsons. He hears it knowing because he's not really mad at Jesse Holly. He's not even really correcting Jesse Holly. He's trying to get through to C.D. Lamb that he did it wrong by yelling at Jesse Holly. Right. And he's like, come on, guys. What the hell are we doing? we got to come out of our breaks full speed. And I'm like, wait a second. I literally just ran with everything I had in me 
out of this break. How are you screaming at me doing this? But the guy that went before me was the <laughs> was was the number one wide receiver. So a lot of times when you watch those drills, like a coach will go, "Okay, good job, Micah." I'm looking. I'm like, "That's a horrible rep by Micah." And then the next guy will go. He's like, "Hey guys, hey listen, hey listen up, guys." He'll stop the drill. It'll go, "Hey, listen up, guys. Now listen, we gotta hit this pad, and we gotta really thrust our hips and get rid of this thing and go get to the football." And it was and Malik Jefferson who literally just broke the whole sled because he hit it so hard. <laughs> and you stop the drill after that. <laughs> right. It's, and so that, that is the funny part I love to watch about. But I don't want to hear anything else about Michael Parsons because he does everything excellent at practice. Unless he's getting hurt, I don't want to hear. Mike is going to be good. We understand that and we know it. There's nothing that's going to surprise you when he goes around Terrence Steele, when he goes around Tyron Smith, when he runs down a player. There's nothing that is going to surprise you unless he sets himself on fire pre-practice and literally practices the whole day and does not have a degree burn on him, that's the only thing that I'm going to be surprised at when it comes to Michael Parson on the football field. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good, and every time that he lines up, he's really good against whoever is trying to stop him from being really good. He's going to do really good, really well. Good, well, he's going to do well. He's going to be great. Yeah, so today I'll just be watching. It's tough, again, because the offensive-defensive line is so hard to gauge, so it's like my eyes are naturally going to go to the – Honestly, let's pull back the curtain all the way. Until they say seven on seven, practice is boring. Like watching the individual work, if you've never seen a guy, cool. I see Kevontae Turpin. I now see how he moves. I can talk about him and whatnot. I now see how John Ridgeway is built. But it doesn't get fun until you hear the word seven on seven. They get to like the fourth or fifth period. And then you start watching guys actually compete against each other, then the 11 on 11 and all that. And – so I'd imagine the reports today that I'm going with will still be about coverage guys and linebackers and wide receivers because it's all you can really watch. Like I can't really tell you how Tyler Biotish is doing when no one's wearing pads. Right. But if I had to, but if I had to, I would tell you Connor McGovern and Tyler Smith are bad at left guard as of today. You know, another thing that's interesting at training camp that you'll see, and this, this is at all practices, this is pads on or pads off, is, and I've always, always hated this. I hate the pass is caught or run is made, and then you have a defender that runs by and does the whole tap you on the butt. And like, oh, no, you're down. You're tackled. And I'm like, that's not a tackle. Because I've seen a lot of you guys be in position to actually make full-blown, real-life tackles and miss them. So don't come by with like, – I'm already two steps behind you, and you just come by and tuck, you know, pat my butt on the way by and say, oh, you're down. Like That part I always, always hate about, about practices in general because guys will always say, oh, I got you, I got you. And I'm just like, no. That actually gets – and it always happens at least one time once the pad goes, pads go on because they're still just telling you, like, you know, at most, thud it up a little bit and let it go. But then there will be that one point in camp where a running back or a receiver catches a ball and he decides, eh, I'm going to lower the boom. And then from that moment forward, it becomes tackle. And the coach is like, no, no, hey, we told you not to, but it takes one dude. It'll be a safety or it'll be like a running back who with something to prove that'll drop a helmet real hard. And then is when practice becomes fun and we get to report on practice. 
So, got a question from Kevin Gray Sports. It says, "Why does defense always? Why is? Why are defenses always ahead of offenses at the beginning of the training camp?" And I'll say this for for the offensive side, like defensively, there are even when you're at your basic, like you've learned a cover two, a cover one, a cover three from from, from pop one, right? So when you get into those coverages, nothing from that changes. Right. There may be different things that you may do off of that different, you know, stunts. There may be different, um, you know, changes in that. But a cover three is a cover three. That's not hard to pick up. But when you're trying to get on offense, 11 guys to kind of get on the same page with, OK, each receiver is running a different route. The tight end is running a different route. The running back has a different uh, a route to run in this offense in every single play. Defense can run a cover three every single play. And everybody can be in the same place at the same time every single down offense comes out every single play and it's something different. And so this takes a little bit of time and, 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 and cool. <laughs> you can, especially up front until you can actually put pads on and really drive a guy into the ground. Once he gets by you, I'm either going to have to grab him or let him go. So the defense is always going to have a leg up when it comes to the beginning of training camp, because what they're learning is, is learned years and years and years and years ahead instead of trying to get 11 guys on offense to get the same page. But the defense always has a leg up until until once you get into training, about, about week two or three in the training camp, and now everything has been, you know, installed, and now we're shooting audibles at you, now we're shooting things at you, now things change up a little bit. And we've seen that cover three look, you know, 18 times now. Now we know how you play, like, you play cover three that way, Anthony Brown. You play cover two that way, uh, uh, Diggs. You play, you know, you, you're, you're, you're the rat in the hole, J. Ron Curse. We see how all this is being played now, and now we can kind of play off that. But the question I have for you, Jeffrey Cavanaugh, is have you seen, and, and, and I've just been looking at the videos and listening to all the reporters and everybody that was there, I have you seen, I'll say this, have you seen a favorite target early in training camp that Dak Prescott has liked? Uh, yeah, and I don't know if fans are going to – I mean, I think some fans are going to hate this, but what are you going to do? Like, it's – yes, Dak's favorite target is Dalton Schultz. Mm. That's Dak's favorite guy to throw to. Dak's going to uh, – let's play a game. We're going to play a game on three and Dave Hellman in the background. How many catches is Dalton Schultz going to have this year on three? One, two, three. A hundred. We both said a hundred. Um, Dalton Schultz is going to have 100 catches. Like, yeah. between the fact that CD is your only proven kick-ass wide receiver and how much he likes throwing and trusts throwing to Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz is going to have 100 catches this year. He's going to go for 100 catches. He's going to go for 1,000 yards. He's going to have eight touchdowns. And at the end of the year, because of that production, somebody's got to pay that dude like 18 to $20 million a year. And we're, and we're going to look at him and be like, he's solid. Like he's solid. That ain't George Kittle. That ain't Travis Kelsey. But that dude's numbers are about to go bonkers because the quarterback loves throwing to him. He's reliable, uh, and he's a good player. And you don't have stud wide receivers. Now, now let me ask you this because I agree with what you and Dave both said. Yeah, y'all both said 100. I said 90. We're in the same ballpark. So yes, relatively speaking, give or take a couple of catches, we think we're in the same ballpark. I think a thousand plus yards. I'm thinking six to eight touchdowns. Like I'm thinking. This may be a guy, when you look at the end of the year, from a tight end perspective, barring any injuries, he may be in the conversation number-wise as one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. And, you know, give or take how, you know, 
playoff goals and 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 championship goals, he may be a guy who may be selected to go to the Pro Bowl. Maybe not as oh, a starter. Oh, you're going Pro Bowl. Yeah. Well, let me think. Kittle's in the NFC, but he might get hurt. Eh. He's going. Yeah. So, again, the Cowboys now come into this and saying, we have one or two options. We're going to have to grossly overpay him when we had an opportunity to give him a deal a year ago this year, or you're going to walk and presumably get a comp pick for him. How does that play over with – because if he gets 100 catches, that's his favorite target, how does that now play over with your quarterback saying, wait a second, you got, a, you got rid of – this is the second year in a row you got rid of – now another favorite target of mine. Last year it was Amari Cooper. I mean, th- yeah, this year is Amari Cooper. Next year is Dalton Schultz. Like as a quarterback, what what is going on from from Dak Prescott's perspective if he walks next year because they're not going to pay? Him? Yeah, and I guess you could, in theory, tag him again. It would be a big old number. What is it, eleven this year? So I don't remember exactly the formula of this, but it'd probably be like fifteen or sixteen million, something like that. I, I guess you yeah. could do that again. Uh, I always felt like as soon as they tagged him, the plan was that they were going to draft a guy that was going to be his replacement. Now, that means that Jake Ferguson out here at camp needs to, as we go along, move up the depth chart and start showing that he can be that. But I think that's the Cowboys. What that was or is the Cowboys plan is to replace him after this year on the cheap. Uh, But when you're just watching and look, it's two practices in. When you watch the tight ends run around out here and you watch the tight ends trying to get open and the way they catch the ball and the way that they move, it's Dalton Schultz and then everybody else, and it ain't close. So, like, if you think that you have a replacement that's going to be waiting in the wings, he's going to have to prove it, and we'll we'll watch and we'll see. But he's – I actually – he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. Like, I think a lot of people don't give Dalton Schultz the credit because he's not like a tackle-breaking machine and he doesn't run a 4-5 or, or whatever, but he's a good player. Like, dude gets open, dude catches the ball, he's strong for today's NFL tight ends, he can block-ish. He's a good player, and uh, yeah, that'll be danger zone. They might actually need to, because you can tell yesterday listening to him, they didn't really try to get a deal done. Right. Like he did. He wanted to. His side wanted to. But he was kind of like, you know, I'm only going to address this once. Obviously, I was disappointed, but I know that we put our best foot forward to try to get something done. So basically, he was saying the team was not. We're playing on the tag, and then we'll see. I think Dalton Schultz understands the business. He understands, listen, guys, I, I would like to have a really another really good year, but that's not given. You're right. That's, that's the, I, I don't come with a, a – I don't come with the pedigree name. I don't I don't come with the name that people are going to say take chances on with another team and something doesn't work out. So I'm like, I'm trying to get this deal done as best as I possibly can to secure my future because I'm not like Amari Cooper. I wasn't a first round pick, a top 10 pick. I can't, you know, I'm not George Kittle. I'm not Travis Kelsey. I'm, I'm if I get released, I don't think I think you'll find another team 100 percent. But it's not like if Kittle got released or Kelsey got released or other guys get released, they, they find teams you know, immediately. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, I Like I said, I agree with you and David both that he's going to have a terrific year. I think he's going to be Dak's favorite target, like literally favorite. Like, like CD's going to be the most explosive and CD's going to have a lot of big plays. But when you look at just like favorite and security blanket and just always where I need him to be right on time type target, I think that's going to be Dalton Schultz all year. 
And I always go back and forth on if that's a good thing. You know? Like, is it good that you have a reliable guy that is going to move the chains? Hell yeah, that's great. Do you kind of wish that your guy that you wanted to throw to all the time was Aaron Rodgers throwing to Devontae Adams, Matt Stafford throwing to Cooper Cup, uh, Keenan Allen with the chart? Well, Keenan Allen's not very explosive, but he's a good player. But you know what I mean. Like, part of me is like, oh, I need 170 targets for CD and 90 for Schultz. But he going to go off. He going to have big numbers. All right, Jesse, I got to get ready to go do other things out here at camp. How are you? Go teach the kids. Do the things. Do you have a yeah, sign up? Today's actually, today's actually my last day here. Uh, so I have to do one. Uh, I'm doing one coaching point in the morning. No field stuff today because it rained really, really bad last night. So I got one uh, coaching seminar in the morning, and then I'm off for the rest of the day. So, well, I love it. I love all the things you do. Jesse Holly, if you guys don't know, Mr. Fourth and Long on Twitter, former Dallas Cowboys receiver, also has a heart of gold, is a mental health champion, is yes. a charitable man, helps the kids. I made, a, I made vertical gardening yesterday as well. I made I vertical saw that. Gardening. That is, I, gardening is not for me. There's bugs, there's bugs in Columbia that I didn't know God made. And holy moly guacamole. Some scary stuff, bro. I, I'm like, I'm freaking out out there. It's hot. We're like we're in the middle. We're in the freaking middle of nowhere. I mean, it is. I've never seen these bugs before. I've never. Yeah. I'm like, stuff is falling off the trees. It's in my hair. I got to take my t-shirt off because I got to tie my. It's some wild stuff out here, and I'm just like, and I'm I'm supposed to be the biggest, right? And they're like, come on, how are you afraid? I'm like, no, I've never seen that bug before. It's that long. It has legs and it has teeth. I don't want no parts of that. They're like, oh no, it's great for the fertilizer. I'm like, whatever. Let's just get this thing going so I can get back on this bus and head back to the hotel. Be safe. Be safe out there, Jesse. Protect Be yourself safe, yes. against those men in black giant oh, All right. We're out of here, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Eliminate the contingencies. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.